0: Have you ever found yourself in an unexpected situation? What did you do? Did it work out the way you had hoped? Today on the program, my friend Jason Gloria tells us about the unexpected challenge he faced and his struggle to overcome it. It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. So I'm here today with Jason Gloria from Auto Care Specialist in Milpitas, California. Say that three times out loud. So Jason got his start at 19 years old when his godfather had broken three of his ribs and recruited Jason to come to work for him. This is where automotive and automotive repair, uh, Jason had gotten a start. So he worked for his godfather for a few years and at that point his godfather decided he wanted to retire and uh, Jason was rock and roll and he loved this car thing. So he hung around a little while to help his grandmother who was ill and spent five years working out of his garage and taking care of his grandmother. And then in 2006, after his grandmother had passed away, uh, he went to work for a performance shop and spent a few years there. Actually, he was running it for a little while. And two years later, left in 2008, spent six years running another shop. And at this shop, the owner uh, had a heart attack, and um, it became very difficult to work for him. And uh, that was when Jason decided he's got to do something. And he did a lot of soul-searching. Uh, asked a lot of advice, and in the end, decided, you know what, just like most of you, I can do this. (laughs) So, on April 15th, 2013, Jason opened up his first shop, um, this auto care specialist, and I'm assuming this is a day you'll never forget, April 15th. Yep, tax day, all (laughs) days to open. So, Jason, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I can't tell you how excited I am to have you today. I I, I know what you're about to say, and boy, this is going to be great. A lot of people, I'm sure, are going to be able to relate to your story. So um, Jason's story is about how he was put in a situation that he didn't expect after being in business for a few years, that he was forced to move with very little time to do it. And you know, faced with this decision, he could have easily given up but Jason decided he wasn't going to give up, and he's going to tell us a story about what he actually did and how he made all this work. So, Jason, it's all you. Thanks, Jeff. So, basically, in 2013,
1: April 15, um, I opened my business. Uh, one of the reasons I opened it that was the deciding factors was because I found this awesome building with a great rent price and everything, and it worked perfectly for me. So, I signed a three-year lease, and I thought I was good to go. And then, uh, about six months before my lease was up, the owner decided to sell the building, and they decided they were going to tear it down and build condos. So I had six months notice that I had to get out on the end date of my lease, so therefore they're not going to help me with moving or anything along those lines. It's just kicked me to the curb, basically. So initially, uh, I found a building in a neighboring city, Um, and started working with the city there to to move in and get approved for everything. I signed my lease. Um, Three months into working with that city, they decided, we're not going to let you do automotive
0: repair in this
1: building because you don't have enough parking spaces.
0: So wait a minute, so you had six months to move out. Yep. And you found a place, you farted around for three months, and they told you no. So now you have three months to move out. Is that right? Did I hear that right?
1: That's right. Okay,
0: just making sure. Go ahead.
1: So now I have three months until I have to be out of the building, and there is no leeway there. It's They're tearing the building down, I have to be out of it. And I have no building to move into. So I'm pulling my hair out, uh, immediately back online searching for another building, and just luck. The day after finding that out, um, the building I ended up in got posted on Craigslist. And I found it, jumped on it, went and saw it. Um, ended up being much closer to my my previous building, uh, just a much better fit for me. The only problem was, is it was an office, set up basically as an entire office before. I had roll-up doors, but they went into rooms with drop ceilings, partitioned rooms out, so I'm looking at it and like, yeah, I can make this work, it's going to be zoned properly, but holy crap, I have a lot of work to do before I can move in here. So I negotiated with the, uh, the owner, and we came to a deal. I signed a lease. I got the keys on March 1st and started work. Um, I'm still dealing with the city at this point to try and get my permits for lifts, and for all the work that I'm doing, because I'm tearing out walls and drop ceiling. and Were you doing all this work yourself? Um, I, there was no way I could do it myself. So, so I hired I had workers in there uh, daily, sometimes for 10 and 12 hours a day trying to get this done. Um, I was doing some of it myself. After I got done at work, I'd go to the building and do what I could do. And uh, we, we got the building ready to move our stuff into it literally the day before we had to start moving it. The epoxy dried on the floor the night before we had to start moving our stuff in. Wow. But I still didn't have a permit to put lifts in. So we took two days to move our stuff out of the old building. I sold my lifts that I had in the previous building because it was easier to sell them and I did want to upgrade to the new shockwave lifts from Rotary because they were twice as fast. So I ordered these new lifts, so I have all my stuff. My new lifts are sitting in a warehouse, and they did me absolutely no good because I couldn't put them in. So I'm dealing with with the city, which they were actually extremely helpful. My architect, however, was a complete idiot. (laughs) So... During this time, we ended up going back and forth. It it actually took me six months from the day that I moved into the building before I had lifts.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You moved into this building the day after the floor dried with no lifts and worked in this building for six months with no lifts. Is that what I heard you say? That's right, and I didn't have a choice. My other choice was close
1: my doors and i'm assuming probably a lot of people are in my situation i can't afford to go six months without making any money otherwise i'm going out of business
0: how many texts did you have
1: uh, i had two full-time texts at the time besides myself because i work in the shop sometimes as well and uh it, it was hard on us to, how, to say the least
0: how did they feel about this
1: um They were understanding, you know, I mean, they knew everything that was going on, I kept them informed throughout everything that was going on, but obviously they're not too happy about it, you know, none of us want to work on jacks and jack stands, especially not when you're working for a shop, you know, when you're working out of your driveway, okay, but not when you're working for a
0: shop. Well, if you don't know what you don't know, it's not so bad, like if I came from an environment where... I'm just starting to do this, and I maybe never worked with a lift before, worked on a car before. I wouldn't know any better, but to come from what you had to this, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, um, both emotionally and physically. I mean,
1: without a doubt, physically, there were some aches and pains. You know, my my techs really stepped up. Um, by the time that we finally got the lifts installed, you know, there there were some. Physical aches and pains from working on their knees and their backs and everything else along the way. Any workman's
0: comp claims along the way? <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> Lucky man. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, you know, but I have to hand it to him. My my text really helped me out. They really stepped up and they hung in there with me. You know, and I think that when when you have a shop that's like a family and uh, everybody cares about the shop and cares about each other. They're willing to do stuff like that, and, and it meant a lot that they stuck with me through
0: this. Did they see it as, a, as an opportunity for, you know, something bigger than maybe what they had before?
1: Yeah, all of my techs knew what was going on. You know, they had been with me. One of my techs had been with me at that point for probably five or six years, yeah. and he had seen, you know, the way the company had grown. Uh, my other tech had been with me for about a year. He came from... Uh, a shop that, the reason he left was because the owner there wasn't willing to make improvements and do things that would make things helpful uh, to him, no, you know, that. so. That makes sense. Now. Yeah. You know, my techs know that I, I'm not trying to make them work on their back. In fact, I'm actually trying to make their lives easier by putting in faster lifts, you know, and I always try to, to do things to make life easier, make things more helpful, um, you know, take care of them, and they all know that if they hang in there and stick it out with me, all of us
0: are going to benefit from it. So they were willing to take those two steps back to take those four or five steps forward. It sounds like yeah, absolutely. That's now if it went longer than six months, you think they'd have still hung around? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: we we do, luckily don't have to worry about that question because we finally got lifts installed yeah.
0: well and i'm sure they saw you working hard at getting that done it's not like you just threw some lip service at them and they were you know left to to work with jacks and jack stands and everything else forever yeah so. exactly i mean they knew you know everything
1: that was going on i kept them informed um, like i said i had an idiot as an architect it actually took 6 submittals of the plans before we finally got approved, and us finally getting approved was me fixing the last set of plans and telling him to stamp them, basically. So it, it was it was no fun, but it got done.
0: <laughs> good, good.
1: So um, we finally got our lifts installed um, through huh, a lot of adversity. Uh, How big was the party? <laughs> <laughs> You could uh, you could see in my technicians' face how happy and relieved they were. Uh, well, that was better than a raise, I bet. Well, literally, it kind of was a raise, exactly. right? <laughs> there you go. Um, but you know, once we finally got them in, they they were really happy, and obviously, it's only helped us more. But during those six months, you know, they could have slacked off, they could have taken it easy, they could have quit you know i mean those are all possibilities but instead they hung with me and they gave it their all you know we 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 stayed in business you know we made enough money without lifts to stay afloat you know we were making money we were paying our bills and how did
0: this impact production i would imagine production would have had to fall in a bit
1: it it killed production i mean you you've got to think of it and you know Give an example, one of the first jobs that we had was one of my good regular customers we had to do a flex plate on his car, on our backs. You know, a job that should have taken a day took three because we're doing it yeah, with Jacksons. It was horrible, you know. What do I do, you know, just kind of factor it in if you can bump the labor up a little bit to help with it, do it, and just take your knocks, unfortunately. Um, just had to step up and do what we did. So you, you couldn't have been playing, paying these guys flat rate. They'd have starved. No, I had to take care of them. You know, there's no way in a situation like that that I could put, pay the guys flat rate. You know, right. they, like you said, they would have starved. They, there's no way they would have stayed if I was paying them flat rate. But, um, you know, I just took care of them the best I could, um, you know, and paid them so that I knew that they were comfortable and able to hang. Um, I personally had to take a pay cut for, for that time because... While we were making enough money to stay afloat and pay the bills, we weren't making enough to be able to pay those bills, pay my guys and me to be, you know, oh, that's a nice check for myself, it just didn't work like that, I had to be realistic, but uh, just the fact that we were able to stay afloat, pay all our bills, and even if we are breaking even in that sense, in that kind of situation,
0: I thought was huge. So what happened after the lifts were in, other than the party and the drinking? <laughs> Um, The lifts went in, and obviously
1: everybody's happy, you know, with a huge sigh of relief. Um, You know, all the bruises and bumps and aches and pains were able to heal a little bit, and our productivity just went up. We started doing better and better every month to the point where last month is the
0: best month that I've had since I opened the doors in 2013. Wow. Wow. So even with all of this, you still managed to grow? Oh, absolutely. We managed to deal with, I don't want to say customer complaints, but certainly if it's taking three times as long to do work, you had to be dealing with some of that. How did you deal with that?
1: Well, my customers knew. Um, I sent out lots of emails because I have a customer database to keep my customers informed. Um, One of the other things that I forgot to mention that I did was I actually cut out any types of oil change, like regular oil change services because there was just no way that I could make enough money if I was still including those services if we're doing them on Jackson Jacksons. There was just no way to do it. And, right. and unfortunately, same thing with courtesy checks. You know, our courtesy checks were what we could see at the top and look through the wheels, you know, I mean, right. it was it wasn't anywhere near what we want to do. But we made sure everybody knew that, you know. So we cut out doing oil changes um, for the time when we didn't have racks. And we just had to explain everything to customers what was going on. My, my customers know us. They've been dealing with me for a long time. And they were extremely understanding, you know. As long as you keep everybody informed as to what's going on. Yeah, you might have a couple people that get mad about it. But the majority of people, all they want is just information to know what's going on. Right. And, and they were willing to work with
0: us. So they go to a quick lube for service during that period of time?
1: Yeah, generally most of them went to just a quick lube for service during that time, and we, you know, let them know. We're going to keep you informed, and as soon as we have lifts, you're going to know. You guys will be the first ones to know as soon as we have lifts, and we'll get you guys caught up on anything that you need to get caught up on. Were you worried
0: that if they went to another
1: shop, you might lose them? Um... Obviously, a little bit. You know, that's a concern, and I'm sure that I probably lost a couple people during that time, but I know the majority of my customers come to me because they trust me. Yeah. They know that we take care of them. They know that we're honest with them. So I really wasn't too concerned about it because my customers are the type that just, because I'm having a hardship, they'd rather do something to help me
0: than to, you know, bail.
1: You know, it really is
0: amazing that when you are transparent, with what's going on with especially with something like this, how much people really rally to the cause. It really is true. And our fear of of them knowing that and hiding that is what ultimately would, in my opinion, further chase them away. But I think what you did was really admirable that you were able to be very open and honest, say, look, we're we're working on the floor, we're we're trying to get all this done, there's only so much we can do, we value your business, I'm sure to some degree that's basically what you said, yes? Yeah. And they said, hey, we're with you, man, that is just awesome, and I bet, I don't know if this is true, tell me, but I bet you ended up getting referrals through all that, didn't you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and one of the other things is we ended up in a better position as far as location too, you know, in the end, everything worked out. It's mm-hmm. just you got to take your lumps along the way to get there, is the
0: only thing. Well, you know, I wonder, I mean, you, you know, I'm just kind of in my mind kind of playing out how this all must have felt, you know. One day, knock at the door, you got six months and you got to roll. And then, you know, dealing with that grief, <laughs> right? And then go, okay, well, got to do what I got to do. Oh, found a great place. Oh, no, sorry, psych, can't have that you know, oh my God, and then all over again, and each time you're you're coming up against this brick wall, you're bouncing off, and you're recovering, you know, I wonder how many people would have done that, how many would have just shut down and said, you know what, this just ain't worth it, and walked away.
1: It was extremely scary, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I have, I have a family, I have a wife, and I have a daughter, and I have bills to pay, and, uh, It was extraordinarily scary every step of the way. I mean, even once we had the building and we were in the building, you know, the costs of money I was having to put out, the debt I was having to take on to do these renovations, uh, the equipment, you know. You had other
0: people looking to hire you, right? Yeah. It would have have been very easy to say, you know what, this just isn't worth it. I can take a job, make enough money, support the family, and move on, right? What kept you going?
1: I like having my own company. And you know what my employees too I have to say it is my employees count on me you know if I shut up shop and I close my doors they all have to find new jobs too and that might be easy it might not be you know but I know that they love working for me otherwise they wouldn't be there they wanted to put up with six months for no lifts and you know that was part of my drive too you know um Anybody can, like you said, anybody can give up. You know, I could have gone to work for a dealership. I'm a master technician. I could have walked into just about any dealer and been hired on the spot. But is that what I wanted? It's right. not what I wanted. I like having my own company. I like being my own boss. And I want to take care
0: of the people that work for me, too. And I can't do that if I just shut the doors. I, I'm just in awe in what you're telling me. It Really, it's just amazing, you know, I've talked to so many people, and I, I, whenever I hear a story like this, it just blows me away because so many people, as I said before, would have just given up, and you had the drive to keep going. And where you are today, I mean, I'm just curious. Before this big move, when you were in this other company, other building, mm-hmm. the first building you, you moved into, where are you in relation to your business in terms of sales and, and profit and so forth now? compared to where you were then. So not the tr- not the 6 months without lifts, but before that.
1: Yeah, so before that the best year that we had was 2015, which was the full year before we went through the move cuz we went through the move in 2016. Um, we did to give you an idea, gross sales I think was about 630,000. Okay. And that was our technically our second full year in business basically. Um, we're at now, to give you an idea, I don't have the exact numbers from the start of this year to now, but I do know last month we did um, $75,000 in gross sales. In January, we did, I think, 63 and a dollars I don't remember what February was. But I mean we're we're a hundred thousand above yeah, it. Yeah, we're easily. on path to yeah. to easily make a couple hundred thousand more and we're talking a couple hundred thousand more where my margins are way better than they were in two thousand fifteen because back then was before I was in ATI, where you know, my profit margins on parts, just to give an example, I think were probably around Fifty percent, forty eight to fifty percent. Where now I'm at like fifty nine percent, you know, and that's just on the parts part portion of it, you mm-hmm. know. So we're actually, if if I look at my dashboard, and I was just going over this last week with Kevin, uh, my coach, when we when we were talking on our day, um, we're at our twenty percent net, wow. our bottom line, we are hitting our twenty percent net profit. Were you hitting that in the
0: other building? No. Where were you?
1: I don't know. It was it was before I had the dashboard to be able to yeah, look at it. Before yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say I was at uh, I'm trying to remember the numbers that they came up with on my initial one, but I want to say I was only
0: probably at about ten percent or something along those lines. So. So your sales are going to be up two hundred grand or so this year, and your net is up easily twice what it was, if yeah. not more, by the time the year's out. Yeah. That's that's incredible. So happier environment, cleaner, nicer environment, all new equipment. You know, you had to pay your dues to get there. You had to fight off some demons, probably. I'm sure there were times where you were like, "Is this really worth it? Am I doing the right thing? I'm sure those moments were there. Well, they were. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm just this is going to sound like a crazy question, but how was your wife through all this?
1: Well... Uh be honest with you i hate to say it because i love my wife to death um, but there were times where she was like what are you doing (laughs) and she's gonna listen to this podcast (laughs) um you know and i pointed out to her you know hey before we opened this shop i sat down with you and i had this conversation and i told you that this is going to be my life for a few years And, I mean, she definitely wasn't happy with all the hours I was having to put into it. Um, You know, but I think now she's finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel because now, especially working with ATI, we're starting to put things in place where I can actually get out of the the company. You know, my goal is within two years, at most, I want to be there part-time. I want to be a hands-off owner. And we're going down that path, finally. You know, I'm, I'm reaching my goals. We're starting to take our vac- real vacations that we want to take. Um, so I think that she's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Is the too.
0: Super Conference on your vacation list for next year?
1: Yes, we're going to Disney World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Orlando, here we come. <laughs> so
1: I, I already told her that we're, we're going to Disney World. So Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Great. Well... Jason, I gotta tell you, this this was awesome. You know, I know some of what I asked you, we, you weren't prepared for, and I, I appreciate you sticking with it because you you know you really made it a great interview as a result of that. Um, anything you want to leave us with? Any any last minute, you know, words of wisdom?
1: You know, I don't know if they're words of wisdom, but well, what what do they say when life gives you eggs or broken eggs? <laughs> or just make scrambled eggs. You got to make the best out of what you're given and. It it can be hard, you know. There's no doubt, especially in this industry, it can be hard at times. But if you work through it, and especially working with ATI, like anybody listening to this is, I'm sure, if you follow the right path, you know, the the end goal, it's there. And, you know, it can be great. So just
0: hang in there. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Those are great words of wisdom. Appreciate that, Jason. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for coming. Maybe we'll be lucky enough to see you again. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You're welcome. Okay, everyone. Sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. Many of you have been faced with a similar challenge. Something unexpected just dropped in your lap, and there was no avoiding it. Were you in any way prepared? Was there any plan in place to deal with this? Jason was fortunate things worked out in the end, but it was sheer will and instinct that guided him. Would your staff stick with you if you told them they had to work without lifts for six months? If not, you need to look at yourself and ask why. I have to applaud Jason for several things he did. He kept his staff and his customers informed every step of the way he was extremely transparent and honest with everyone. As a result, most people understood and stuck with him, even though they had to use another shop for oil services for a while. Instead of losing people, he gained people because they were proud to see Jason pull through this challenge and inspired by what he was doing. Jason never gave up. He took on every challenge he faced no matter the odds. Successful people never give up you have been listening to driving change from ati if you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners we're waiting to hear from you you can contact me jeff berman by emailing podcast at autotraining.net let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how i can reach you make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.